Hi guys. And today on like, I suppose, uh, what do you say? Like a new segment, a new segment we're bringing you. Um, this is 3AM Thoughts. We're, we're the thoughts. Um, I'm Kay. With me again today are Spencer and Jay and Jen. Um, killing it with this new... Uh, it's not even a series it's just like we're going back to previous (laughs) things but i want to call it another thing because it makes sense to me and our brand personally we're coming to you with a segment we like to call and another thing where we (laughs) revisit previous topics that we decided we weren't done talking about and so we're back talking about star wars um the last time we all talked I realized that like one episode definitely wasn't going to be enough and it was really foolish of me to even think for a second that we could put all of our combined knowledge and feelings growing up with this shit into something that was only going to be like an hour and a half to two hours at the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a little a little bit more background um something that i absolutely loved is that as soon as we were finished talking about this on recording we all immediately like convened <laughs> to talk about it more I'm talking, I'm talking like a day later i sent a a, a a Twitter group chat to y'all mm-hmm, and I was yeah. like, oh wait, I realized I did have a hot take and I and I only realized it like a day later. And then hey, what was that hot take? It exploded. The, take? the group yeah. chat exploded. <laughs> and, then, and then Cass was like, we gotta do another one. What I um, immediately I realized we had to do another one because we just had too much to say. And it's just mm-hmm. like this is the good ton content that I crave not for anyone else to consume but just so I can have the recording of us so that (laughs) I can revisit this later (laughs) because it's I am I personally am thoroughly amused and then we realized Mm -hmm. after we were talking with each other low-key high-key non-stop uh yeah then Mm -hmm. we had to get a discord and then we had to start making a google docs to put all of our thoughts in and then we had to start I totally spiraled out of control and literally Mm -hmm. the best way possible yes mm-hmm. can confirm with eleven thousand something words to prove it oh oh god yeah and that and, <laughs> and then we all started tangenting in really different ways but very mm-hmm. similar ways mm-hmm. um so i'm looking at the google doc that we mm-hmm. have between all of us and it's like seven pages of just like single space <laughs> notes mm-hmm. yeah from each wait how us. many pages seven there are some pictures in there there i heard 11 and i was like jesus i mean 11 pages single space there there are some pictures because i needed everyone to know the visuals that i'm talking about Mm -hmm, specifically mm -hmm. with like kit fisto we'll get to Mm -hmm. that um and obi-wan which everyone knows that i simp Mm -hmm. for um, yeah, so I don't know how you guys wanted to do this. Uh, Jen, you're technically first in our notes because um, Amy is not here, but we will have to have another Star Wars Amy-led episode because mm-hmm. she's starting to uh, 
go through more of the animated series and she has some things to say <laughs> they're really funny and i she need does. other people she to tease what she had to say and we're like what does that mean <laughs> so to te- to tease for any viewers listeners she said something along the lines of like palpatine reminds her of george washington yeah and uh, no, we have right. no fucking clue what yeah. she means. If, if any of you at home are wondering what that means, let us know yep. in the comments or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't either. Also, if there are any, is if anyone who's like watching, listening, is not from the U.S. and is also like super confused, but like in abroad, please also comment or whatever because <laughs> I too am very lost and I'm very not from the U.S. I mean. Part of me is like maybe it's the founding father, but I also don't know if it's like legitimate, like President George Washington founding father or like Hamilton, yeah, <laughs> musical yes. founding yeah. father. It's so, one of them. So who's to say? I I don't know where or what that comes from. Wait, what if it's like George Washington, like the Vampire Hunter or whatever? No, wait, that's oh, like Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Hitting, oh, damn it! Oops. Close. I like your thinking, though. I do yeah, like your thinking, like, I though. really enjoy that one thinking. Also, yep. unrelated, but something she brought up to me last night was that she was shook because the 15th president of the United States is James Buchanan. And she's like, Bucky? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up. Not gonna lie, I was like, the dude from The Great Gatsby? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All of that is perfect, That's but enough. very much a tangent on why we're not here (laughs) uh jen i'm looking at your notes you say the first bullet is why just why there was a reason i legitimately cannot remember what it was and it's eating me alive right now because i know there's a specific reason is it a prequel thing because i know that that was something I feel like it's something came up in the last conversation that was like super cursed. And I'm just like, why? Mm. I don't hmm. remember. Sadly, that, that could cursed. literally be anything. I yeah. know. That's, <laughs> That's a like, thing too. That's I'm like, lot. which which one? <laughs> which one? And wait, no, was it the one? Let me pull through the Twitter DMs and we'll see. I know. Oh, it's true. <laughs> I remember. Star no, Wars. Discourse. Was it sexy Jar Jar Banks? Oh, oh, was it how we we it ended it last that. time? Was, where wait, it might have sexy prosthetic <laughs> Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> and then I sent you a picture of like Jar Jar Banks's feet. <laughs> Did I like already like, repress this even one better? They were like really huge feet. <laughs> yeah, I think I DM'd you on I think it was Messenger. <laughs> Dude, I like I don't even know. Okay, I was like, you send this to the group chat and i just completely no, missed it I, I send k like cursed messages in the morning sometimes as you do as and you in do. the afternoon you know um let me see if i can find it and i'll hold it up to the camera it's honestly oh, true Christ. friendship yeah you'll have to send me the picture again so that um for our viewers on youtube i can slap a little oh my god here it is <laughs> i sent two pictures wait okay this is the the feet one oh no. jesus oh, god, yeah. years is that if if this is gonna make yeah. great radio, first of all. Um, okay, this is the this is the next one. <laughs> um, for, Hot, for, right? for for folks who aren't watching this in a video format, um, love it. Be glad. 
No, watching video. For I it. would. I would also suggest that anyone who only listens to us through like a Spotify podcast service, do not look up this specific YouTube video. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be so turned off. And it's like, what, like not even five minutes in? (laughs) Some people are into that. (laughs) What's it called? Not going to lie. I was like, you know, for the sake of like accessibility, we might want to say something. But at the same time, I'm also just like, but at what cost? Yeah. It, they're great pictures. Just Google, I think, like, sexy Jar Jar Banks. I don't remember what I Googled. Jen, Which, I, I don't that. know why the feet popped up, but... Oh, you know why the feet I hate know. feet, so it's like, eh. <laughs> And um, you have some comments on the book you're reading to totally segue away from that as far as I can. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is way off. Uh, but you've brought up before stuff like how they don't really get into like planet biology and and uh, religion, colonization, stuff like that. Uh, I think they do a decent job bringing that up in the books. Um, and they mention a lot more about like uh, planetary travel, colonizing these different planets with hyperspace lanes, um, like uh, how different planets have different biologies so that uh, you can farm Bacta, which is wasn't really a thing 200 years prior to the movies. And Bacta is like the, the stuff that heals you in the yeah. movies. Oh shit, I didn't know you farm uh, it. Yeah, it's like a... a I think they get it from a plant, they said. Um, interesting. It's like aloe vera, but in space. Yeah, so they have like, this gives me I think a... if you're interested in that stuff, you want to read the books because they have a lot more of that. Um, the only ones I've read, and I think I mentioned this before, are like anything with Obi-Wan Kenobi or Maul in it, basically. And that's like <laughs> the extent there? of which I'm going to information seek. <laughs> oh, <God. That's laughs> but um, so recommendations then for me would be like the new republic the new high republic book yeah i think it's really good so far i'm not done with it but yeah and then are there any other books that specifically oh. go into like oh. that type of um if you're interested in, if you're interested in obi-wan um i remember when i was a young and um around the time of the uh, prequels coming out uh there was a there was a series about a young obi-wan that took pay- place like pre episode yes. one um about how he he like is basically on the bubble of getting kicked out of the order because nobody's picking him yet. Oh no, he was going to act, he was going to end up with uh, Agricore. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, that so that's like, basically like, that that's like, basically what happens nightmare. to that's basically to what happens to all of the uh, younglings that fail out of the order is they end up working in like the farming industry basically. Um, uh, I can't remember why it's like the force powers are useful there or something like that. Um, but. Uh, basically like he just like just barely gets in under the uh under the deadline at like the 11th hour Qui-Gon picks him basically um and it's like kind of rough at first but I remember it being a very interesting series at least to like third grade Spencer it was so I can't well (laughs) picked up the book since then but 25 year old me who has been simping for Obi-Wan since literally birth um, we'll probably love it, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, yeah, base, yeah, just give me all of the Obi-Wan content. I don't care what it is. I really don't. Um, Jen, your next question, is Mando a daddy TM, yes or no? Yes. 
Resounding okay. yeses. Yes, but also the, the, I brought this up because one of my friends, Alexa, she continually sends me like these sexy Mando TikToks. Oh my god. Um, there's like a cosplayer that has a Mando helmet and stuff, and one he was wearing like a tux and undid his belt, and like another there's like sexy music playing and like red lights turn on. The, the like, phrase the phrase you're looking for is thirst trap, Jen. <laughs> yes, but like it's a Mando thirst trap. <sighs> so is he a daddy? Well, several of us have chimed in on the notes. <laughs> Yeah, mine yes. was there as a comment, and then it got like resolved. But mm-hmm. um, yes, uh, so I asked, so I countered with figurative or literal, um, and the general both. consensus appeared to be both. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm here for both. He is um, absolutely a literal dad. Yes. I mean, yes, yes. baby Yoda is his yeah. son. Yes. And then, like, as far as like, daddy, TM. <laughs> uh, yeah have you seen him <laughs> it's, it's well, literally that's the thing we've seen him like three times without his helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah no but like, but like d- what's it called dude that one shot where he does a thing where like he like flips over i think it's like a couple crates and he's like in the middle of a fight and then you see his like cape whirl around him like majestically just, like hello <laughs> that's so he's checking off a bunch of boxes. We've got a man in uniform. We have like authority. We have yeah. like also good with kids. Good with, with kids, kids. Yeah, true. and all that. Yeah, stays out of shit as much as he can. Oh, it's keeps, perfect. We love an unproblematic bitch. Yeah, like we, keeps, we love keeps we in love shape. Man. Yep, keeps yep. in shape. Yes. Yeah, I don't need like all right. I all I like yes. Yes, very much yes. I feel like you knew this, but also I just want for the I folks did, at home but to like, know. I wanted the affirmation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I who who's disputing that is my question. More so than like is Mando a daddy, yes or no? I wanna know anyone who what's doesn't the, yeah, what's the negative case? Yeah, what's the devil's advocate yeah. for this argument? Okay. <laughs> I can't even I can't even think of it because well okay the only the only things i can think of like in the camp of like no he's not are like for example like um he's not a dad because now the youngling has found his like people and now he is like grogu is no longer in the care Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. din and therefore he ceases to be a dad because he doesn't have a child which is bs side note yeah i was gonna say um Mm -hmm. and then the other again i don't agree with this at all um another argument could be like oh like they're not blood family which is completely like counter to like basically anything the show says about like what yeah, family is. Mandalorian yeah. culture exactly precise precisely um, um i think if i had to make a case against it i would say uh i think you'd want i can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth do it <laughs> julia's sitting right there I think you'd want a daddy to be emotionally available. And I don't really think he is. I think he's a little bit he's, he's got some he's got some Oh, hold on. What? What <laughs> is we get this? The... Uh so technical difficulties, folks. Yeah, technical difficulties. I was I've been editing the first episode that we did actually on <laughs> oh this and um I was saving it so I think my oh it's done like my editor auto played Mm. Mm. uh that was the most confusing thing wow because i was listening to myself 
and I wasn't saying anything. So I was like, <laughs> I'm, what's going on? I had one of those like weird like out of body moments. Out of body is this a force ghost moment? You know. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. I my tangent. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Spencer. Please okay. continue. Do you remember right, so, what it was? Uh, yeah. So I was gonna say. <clears throat> so what I was saying was. I think you'd want him to be emotionally available, and I feel like Din Djarin's got some he's got some repression he's got some stuff to work through. Uh-huh. Is my yeah. point. Like um, I feel like he's a little bit emotionally repressed. Not like Jedi levels, but um obviously we saw that we saw that thing in the first season where um the nice lady uh at the shrimp fishing village um tried to make it work but yeah they were gonna just was not there um and so i think that that's that's a little bit of a red flag i feel like he's got some stuff to work through first before he becomes like husband material i guess but so my other question though is that like <laughs> I'm I'm getting immediately rejected on this. There one. is oh, no, no 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 because I no, get what, I get where you're coming from. I, I get what you're I get what you're coming from, but I also would counter argue that to be like there has been no emotionally mindful slash stable front running Star Wars character. Oh, a thousand percent. So That's I mean, 100% like, in, in it's almost terms... like a requirement of being exactly. a lead character in Star Wars. So, so in terms of like Star War, like this daddy in the Star Wars frame of things, like I think he's doing uh, pretty. He's doing better than most. <laughs> Jay, yeah, what do you got? Okay. <laughs> Also, I ca- I can't believe I'm gonna be saying this in like a space where it's gonna be recorded, but like to give it that point, um, um, who who says that um he? <laughs> Look, I put my thoughts out there. You have to too. Jay, I'm holding you at knife point right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm crying. I'm crying with laughter, <laughs> but basically, like. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can pull myself together. Um don't look at us, just say it. <laughs> um who's to say that he needs to be emotionally like available? Oh okay. So now we're talking about what the criteria is. <laughs> For one to, you know. Um he's a good fixer up. Upon him. Um <laughs> in like <laughs> <laughs> in like an amorous like situation <laughs> so I mean, is, isn't that some of the appeal for like a I dad mean, like, figure <laughs> I, I feel like that's most like daddy TMs <laughs> I mean like yeah, that's the question. Is what what's the what that, what becomes the criteria then? Well, yeah. is emotional well, availability is mo- a necessary yeah, is, component. Is emotional avail- availability like important to you in your criteria upon calling Din Jaren? Nah, 
for star wars especially <laughs> no like if he can fuck and like he looks good and like can take care of like a youngling like i'm assuming that that's like all of the boxes yes. that you basically need right yeah i'll accept <laughs> yeah. that argument yeah. <laughs> um jen you also say that you have um thoughts on anakin and ashoka's relationship yes i love them and you brought this up in the chat um I think it was on Discord a week or two ago, how Ahsoka was basically like the trial run of Padme and Anakin's daughter. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) I love them to death. Like, I I love their dynamic. And once you brought up like that was their daughter, that killed me even more because thinking like they can't be parents and stuff like this. And I'm like... To be honest, I kind of forgot about that. So I'm literally just hurting myself like continuously. <laughs> Pain. Uh, yep. I, like, because I never saw it that way. And I was like, <gasps> galaxy brain. That totally gets, was then... because Jay was uh, <laughs> putting sad thoughts in my head <laughs> about that specifically. And when I talk about, like, we all went tangenting in our own ways, I'm talking, like, I went on an art binge for Star Wars stuff. Jay is re- is writing a fix-it fic for the continuity of the prequels, and it's fucking phenomenal, so we'll link that. Thank you, thank you. When um, uh, they start publishing. Um, but we were talking about how it's really sad that you have what could have been a really good family dynamic, especially because in the OG trilogy, they say that Leia remembers her mother, (sighs) but we never got to see parenting basically other than like a master Padawan Mm -hmm. relationship. And Clone Wars, you know, Anakin and Padme have already been married, and it's only a short amount of time until the space contraception doesn't work, and <laughs> um, they get Padme gets pregnant, and um, they they never got to be and then you see in the Clone Wars series how they deal with Ashoka and how they deal with like other Padawans and other interactions you're like wow they could have been like really great parents and that kills me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you get all up in your honey nut filios and you're like this fucking sucks (laughs) what's it called and then you start thinking about how like oh the amount of chaos, but also awesomeness that would be like older sister Ahsoka to like little twin terrors, Luke and Leia. And then like Obi-Wan Kenobi being like Luke's like teacher. And then like Ahsoka being like Leia's teacher or like vice versa, if you will. And then it gets worse. <laughs> Jen, have you read any of the fic that Jay started on? I have not. You should I, because I it's going to hurt your feelings. You have a unique mind for this kind of pain. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like her being an older sister. Oh. Yeah. You'd be like older sister, like the cool, like aunt figure. Like yeah. Oh, she would totally shit. be the cool aunt. 
Yeah. And then they'd just be like causing problems for Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then making him like despair in his like forced lineage. Yes. Because he has like a Maverick master. And then he has a Maverick Padawan. And then he has has a Maverick great grand Padawan. And now he has to d- deal with these twin terrors who are descended from his first Padawan. And now they're his Padawan again. Yes. And now he's just resigning himself to dealing with like Skywalker dramatics for the rest of his life. <laughs> until he retires of old age and then like luke and leia have kids and he has to do it all over again oh my god oh my god thanks for bringing us yeah here conductor of the fucking pain train (laughs) no problem although jen did start it so i love that idea though yeah she pushed this rock down the hill i love that idea (laughs) spencer your notes are next oh boy all right. Um, so let me get the, let me get some of the quick ones out of the way real quick. Um, so fastest one. Uh, this doesn't necessarily require any discussion or anything. I just wanted to say shout out to um, the Mandalorian for letting Pedro Pascal have helmet hair, not just like giving him yeah. perfect hair when he takes yes. off the helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, those cowards could have loaded on the styling gel and they didn't, and I'm proud of them. Um. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I'll save that for my rant about um, Force Awakens. But uh, oh, uh, I'm assuming we'll include this link in the description or whatever. But the Fast and the Forciest Mongaza Drift. This is a <laughs> screenplay written by. Brian David Gilbert and oh ooh, I gotta remember the name of the co-author. Karen Karen Han. Karen Han, thank you. Oh God. Um, Karen Han and Brian David Gilbert co-wrote a pilot script for a um for a pod racing series that ta- that draws inspiration from the episode one racer game and also the Fast and Furious franchise, obviously. And it's unironically a great concept and i really want to see this from disney <laughs> that um, sounds dope it's it's like a really it's like a legitimately good concept um it it's written by people who are very clearly fans of the series and fans of the and keep in mind this is this more draws inspiration i think from the earlier fast and the furious where it's more about like the illegal street racing and less about like the wild heists and driving cars through multiple tall buildings um I don't want to say rooted in realism, but uh, it's it's a little bit less wild than like the later entries in the series. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, absolutely give that one a read or a Google if you can. Uh, what else? Oh, um, the hot take that I forgot about. Uh, so this isn't one I feel super passionately about, but passionately enough that I feel confident enough saying on um. Or recorded media i feel like yes excuse me empire strikes back um is widely regarded as like the best star wars movie at least in the original trilogy um and i absolutely see why that argument is made um but my personal feeling is that uh my personal feeling is that uh, 
it had a really cool start and an amazing final act, but I feel like the second act is boring. There I said it. Um, I don't think that the bits that take place, particularly on the Falcon, um, while they're like hiding from the Empire, are that exciting. Um, and I think that I think that everything that happens in the second act is necessary, and I don't know how I would restructure it. Like I brought this point up to a friend who feels much more strongly about mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back than I do, um, and he was like, "Well, how else would you do it?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just think that it's." like visually boring no that's like fair. uh like it's very that fair. whole second act is super drab um and like we don't get any color until we're in the carbonite freezing chamber it feels like like the, oh, i the, love that scene the, though the color palette is so washed out for the whole rest of the movie but then when you get to the carbonite freezing chamber you get these blues and oranges and it's like this beautiful contrasting color um like complementary color scheme and it's very visually appealing um, and that scene is incredible, but the rest of the time, it's a lot of like blacks and browns and greens, dark, like deep drab greens. Um, and, uh, visually, I don't think it's that exciting. Um, maybe that's what bothers me the most about it is that I don't think, I think that <laughs> because I watched it, um, as, as at a young age. Um, and so it wasn't as visually exciting to me as the, uh, the other two films in the original trilogy were. Um, I think that's where I'm coming from on that. Any thoughts? Uh, I think that's really fair. I mean, I personally, when I see like uh, winter landscapes, like for Hoth, mm-hmm. for instance, or mm-hmm. even in a video game, to me, they're like, eh. So like yeah. the opening of Empire Strikes Back, like visually, I'm kind of just eh on it. Yeah. Uh, I like what happens. but Yeah, exactly. The action is very interesting. And to my to my friend's point that he that he was pointing out to me before is like the importance of the second act is that it it a you know establishes you know yoda and the training that luke goes through on dagobah which is necessary that has to happen and b it also establishes it 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 furthers the romance between uh han and leia um Mm -hmm. and that also has to happen i think for for you know i love you i know to be meaningful Mm-hmm. when we get to the third act um but i just i just wish the um the atmosphere had been a little bit different um like the whole bit where they're just wandering about on the uh uh asteroid and like avoiding the di- giant dune worm isn't prime star wars for me that's mm-hmm. just that's mostly a personal opinion no i agree and i feel like if I started stating my opinions on the original trilogy, like I would get a lot of like Jared's and Matthews at my throat. Um, But uh, part of me is like, come on, scrub. Like what what could you do? What could you possibly do? Where, so I am very much a prequels uh, supporter. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with those movies. They are awful. And I can say this confidently because Mm -hmm. for the past like, week i've had them on in the background kind of playing on loop basically Mm -hmm. all of the movies i've watched at least once a day this past (laughs) week um there's something about the prequels versus the og stuff and maybe it's just because like it was like early 2000s so we're gonna Mm -hmm. like shove all of this new crap in there we're like visually Mm -hmm. you're never necessarily bored 
because there's always like something different whether or not it's like really stupid like uh windows movie maker transitions or like really bright colors or yeah chef kiss i love that shit it's so (laughs) funny it's so funny um but then after recently re-watching the original trilogy and i feel like I have this issue not only with like the original trilogy, but like just maybe older movies in general mm-hmm. where there's, and it, it's probably also because that, you know, these are newer concepts. These are interesting concepts for sci-fi, but like mm-hmm. storytelling in general, like I feel like there are certain scenes or like extend like scenes that are extended beyond necessity where i i ask like so what's the point of view basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i feel like granted there's a lot of that in star wars to begin with like i feel like you don't need to make 2 hour movies on some of these <laughs> mm-hmm. some of these thoughts but like mm-hmm. i mean go off if you got the money i guess they got the money yeah but i would i would definitely agree where you know some of these things might not be absolutely necessary but then you also kind of think well how else would you say it or how else would you show it but i feel like that also really shows where the skill level in filmmaking and writing is at Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and and we all know uh george lucas is not necessarily the most talented person he, he's an editor he's an editor he he taking no credit away from the fact that he you know took risks with with the original star wars and For sure. um you know like did something new and created an incredible universe out of it mm-hmm. but he had a lot of help particularly in the mm-hmm. original trilogy mm-hmm. uh this goes back to a point that you made in the chat jen about um the, the original Star Wars movie would not have the ending that it has if it was not for Marshall Lucas, mm-hmm. yeah. um, George's then wife, um, mm-hmm. who won an Academy Award for her editing on that film, mm-hmm. and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Um, if you there's there's a great YouTube video um, called "How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit." I think it was from like Rocket Jump or something like that that did it on YouTube, um, and the biggest the biggest point that they make i think the most important point that they make is that the original ending of star wars they just straight up did an assault on the death star there was no risk of the death star finding and blowing up the rebel base um all of those shots of like the death star getting in range and the death star like prepping to find to like fire its laser those were all recycled by marshall lucas um after the fact when she was like there's no tension here and so she basically created the high stakes ending that that movie is kind of notable for. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's there's a lot at risk when like if if they don't blow up the Death Star, that's it. The rebels over, the rebellion's over. Mm-hmm. My, my all that is to say that um, George Lucas, uh, I think you know, <laughs> shouldn't have been so much at the helm for the prequels as he was i think it would be safe to say that like he's a visionary Mm -hmm. he has great like creative like direction he has great 
like uh narrative like ideas potential mm-hmm. where story goes all that shit um refining it and like making it cohesive in a very meaningful poignant way yeah like the fact that there are like for example like two very glaring very obvious issues with continuity between like the original trilogy and the seek and the prequels like kind of like stands to that point mm-hmm. so like yeah. <laughs> yeah uh speaking of continuity i haven't l- like really gotten into the uh, new sequel the sequel trilogy um are there a lot of continuity errors from OG to sequel as there are OG to prequel? I mean, that, aside from the fact that it's like, bruh, like space Nazis again? That depends. <laughs> that depends fair. on who you ask. Okay. Um, yeah. So oh, wait. part of the part of the messiness there is that um Star Wars changed ownership um in that time. Right. And Star Wars abandoned a lot of the old canon um, in that time, so I think a lot of like a lot of the complaints that I saw was like, well, that wouldn't be possible in the rules established in the old canon. Like the big, the glaring example is the hyperdrive jump um, through the capital ship in the Last Jedi. They're like, well, you can't do that. That was and, fucking awesome, though. That was yeah, fucking, that's yeah. that's <laughs> visually awesome. an incredible shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about that last episode, but um, yeah. uh, uh, the big the big gripe I heard from that was like, oh, you like it was established in the previous canon that you can't do that, and who cares? To that I say, eat ass, yeah. sir. And mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah, go on. <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, like on one hand, I do understand that it's very jarring because I think that um, in the Last Jedi, there were like a couple Force related things where I was like whoa like actually no in the last jedi and in the rise of skywalker there were a couple force related things that happened and i was like wait a minute like since when are we able to do this because if we were able to do this the whole time like why didn't we do this in the past Mm -hmm. um so i can understand why that's jarring and kind of like a pain in the neck in terms Mm -hmm. of like it's actively removing you from your immersion yep um that being said like is it really that big of a deal no yeah I have a lot of issues with force stuff in general now that you've kind of broached the topic a little because first there isn't a whole lot of consistency between the series stuff you know um I feel like and even with like certain technologies as well like the prequel trilogy has like a lot of superior technologies than the OG trilogy had um which doesn't make time chronological sense Mm -hmm. um and even still in the sequel trilogy there's kind of some whatevers but i feel like and also after watching like the clone war series and other things first in the clone war series grievous can somehow use the force which i didn't know he could wait really yeah there's one episode where he like force pushes some assholes and i was just like wait (laughs) question marks um and then i feel like like no one ever uses the force when they should be using the force you know yep. just basically no. like everyone will be fighting in some shit and i was just like 
okay, and you're struggling, okay, why don't you like force something and mm-hmm. not be in that no, struggle, you know? And like, no, no one ever I'm does not- it. So I'm like, well, so is there like a, a gauge or a limit on like your force, like mana? Or is this yeah. something that like yeah. you can use all of the time? Because like, I understand yep. where like, uh, let's say like healing purposes, you know, it makes a lot of sense if you're mm-hmm. using a lot of energy to like heal something or you're giving it your energy you're using for whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get tired yeah. and then like, you have to like wait and replenish yourself. Like that just makes like some type of logical sense for like equilibrium. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But um, no one has come out and said that there is, like, any type of, like, force limit. Like, obviously, you have, like, people who have mastered the force more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, But these same people are, like, dying when they should not have to die because they couldn't just, like force push away or like do something else like stop the building from and i understand like and then maybe like i feel like this is a tangent that's just gonna like keep going but i'm Mm -hmm. very confused and i Mm -hmm. want facts (laughs) yeah Yeah. what's it called yo like to that point i think i like devolved into this whole like ramble where basically I was re-watching the first battle of Geonosis. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, why the hell don't doesn't anyone just like force crush like whatever power source any of the droids are using? Like, why doesn't anyone like yeah, why isn't that the know, first like, thing that you do? Yeah, like why don't you just any like, battle do, you show like, up at in the Clone like, Wars? With, yeah, like why don't you just like I don't know, like rip the wires out of something? Like yes, I don't know. That was like you don't even need to and like it was the whole thing. I think Spencer, you brought this up in the ramblings, where yeah. you're like, Oh, like maybe like you need to have like a like, you know, extended knowledge about like droid parts to do yes. this. I was like, okay, well fine, then like make that like a mandatory class or something. I don't know. Yeah, at the Jedi like, Academy. <laughs> yeah, or like Panama, just, I don't know, dude. No. Just like, like rip, like you don't even have to do that. Just like rip off like the arms. Yeah, the take, the, take the Iron like, Man take approach. The arm, like, yeah, take, this take looks important. Off. Yeah, just like rip them off, and like you don't have to know like any like massive like mechanic stuff. And then it's like, oh, but you can't do like I don't like what's the logic behind? Oh, you can't do that when I see people like you know force like you know pushing people away. Like you see Ahsoka like lift up this whole thingy that's like falling at one point. In the Clone Wars, I forget what it is. It's like a car or something. It's like a car-shaped something, and there's like someone on mm-hmm. it and like, falling off, and then Ahsoka like lifts it back up. Wait a minute, why am I even using that as the example? We see Yoda lift up a freaking entire plane. Plane? Action fighter. Yeah, what the fuck like, it's called? You're telling me that you can't rip off the arms of a droid? Are you so kidding me? The the book, the High Republic book, actually kind of goes into that a little bit. Um, the force is is unlimited. Like you can't run out of the force, even if you have may you may have your own limits. But um, there was a point in the book where someone uh, they're they're putting together a uh, a destroyed uh, ship, I guess, um, and a part falls away from where they're putting it back, and this guy uses the force to put it back where it was. Uh, and he turns back and looks at like one of the masters and he was like in his inner monologue, like he realizes like she probably didn't approve of that, but it she, she was fine with it because um, they kind of see it as a, a waste. Like why do that when you can just either just let it be or just walk up and 
put it there yourself. Um, it was very strange. It was just kind of like, this makes sense either. So, so, so the yeah. argument is basically like, why would you use a remote controller to turn on the TV if you can walk up and press the power button honestly that's kind of what it seemed like yeah um it's kind of like you're being you're using the force frivolously um and you can you okay know. so that, if i'm a fucking wizard space wizard i'm gonna use it because of frivolousness when your life is on the line are you kidding me i i feel like in that point they would be like it's better for them just to use their lightsabers I don't know. What are you talking about? People got shot. They're like bodies <laughs> all over the place on the floor of the of the arena Ask in the first the battle of, the of the book. Yeah, this is so this is the problem with like I think it's called a hard magic system versus a soft magic system. Yeah. Um there's a That's lot funny. of there's a lot of deliberation about this sort of thing in series like Star Wars or Harry That's Potter right. or Avatar where it's it's not it's it seems to be ex I don't envy people who have to come up with magic systems oh, for stories sure. that they're writing. Oh god because no. that is so because once you start to define what magic can and can't do or what your invisible force can and can't do mm -hmm. in your series, then you start writing yourself into a lot of corners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for anyone who's interested in like a series that actually does a really amazing magic detailing with like limits and whatever read um name of the wind by patrick rothfuss um excellent excellent stuff so uh yeah. fucking star wars take notes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um and and i i the only reason why i think i feel uh, maybe strong question mark strongly about this is that it's you know the series has regardless of the change of hands regardless of how many people have touched upon the storytelling, I feel that it wouldn't be too much to ask at this time to kind of uh, detail a little bit more about the unknowns that make or break so much in the series itself. Um, for Mostly for the sake of continuity, because fuck the movies. <laughs> All of them. Um, and also oh, because like this shit keeps me up at night and I want to know. So someone fucking tell me so that I can sleep and I can let this die, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the problem is that Star Wars has grown so... I think it's also easier... I say it's easier to do when, um, you know, you're the sole proprietor of the magic system, like J.K. Rowling is. But J.K. Rowling has proven that um, you also need to be careful about that. Uh, because she breaks her own rules all the you time. You need to be not dumb as shit. Um, yeah. Like J.K. Rowling. So the problem with Star Wars in particular, I feel like, is that um, it has grown beyond the scope of George Lucas or whoever was you know, originally working on the trilogies. Um, there's comics and there's books and mm -hmm. this, that, and the other thing. And there's so many people who have taken their own interpretation of what the Force can and can't do and how the Force can and can't be used is that it's almost like to write a, to write a force bible at this point would invalidate so much previous work even canon previous work um that it's almost like too far gone at this point and here's the thing like i get it and that's fair <laughs> that's not gonna make me stop being say, mad yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah no like 
great points and I, I don't know I just want some peace in my life <laughs> <laughs> um Spencer you have like you have more there's more a ton. That you have here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my biggest one in case like you have to cut me off so that you know Jen and Jay can talk. Uh, so I think the biggest one that I have, I'm almost split on this, but I have the one I think I want to talk about um, because it's my biggest gripe about the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna tell you right now if y'all have any like areas where you want to pop in and discuss, please raise your hand because otherwise I'm just going to steamroll. Please go ahead. So I think The Last Jedi takes a Mm -hmm. lot of bold decisions um, in terms of how they want to go with the series and how they, Mm -hmm. how they wanted to like change what um, established norms were with Star Wars as a franchise. Right. Um, uh, But I think the one that is in my opinion, the best uh, concept and the one that I think is most disrespected by the immediate sequel, The Rise of Skywalker, um, is that uh, the Jedi Order did things wrong and Luke was right that it had to die. Um, so the Jedi Order was too rigid in demanding that everybody be free of attachment. And I think that ultimately that is what the cause is of mm-hmm. Anakin's downfall. That's mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any, I don't think that point it brokers any argument necessarily. Yes. Um, uh, and additionally, um, ah- Ahsoka and Mace Windu both point this out at various points in like either the movies or the Clone Wars series. Um, the Jedi Knights are supposed to be peacekeepers, not soldiers, and the Clone War irreparably fucks this mm-hmm. up. They mm-hmm. they break that tenet so many times throughout the course of the Clone Wars, and that's I, honestly that was probably you know uh, Palpatine's plan is to cause the Jedi to have to go back on their own morals so much that um, they lose credibility. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah. That by by like the end of the Clone Wars, by the end of those three years, the Jedi have gone back on the idea of well, we're we're not soldiers, we're peacekeepers. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, even even Mace Windu gives this up in mm-hmm. the end it, at the end of his life. Um, with that he he comes in there and he's like he's like Palpatine, you're under arrest. Um, Palpatine ices three of his buddies and almost force shocks him, and then. And then Anakin's like, he's got to stand trial. And then Palpatine's like, no, he's too dangerous to be left alive. And at that point, Anakin's like, man, okay. Like, you just said. (laughs) Yeah, like you were just saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's it called? I have a point. I think, what's it called? I have Mm -hmm. a point related to this. Where, like, frankly, um, out of the three main, like, codes of which to follow the Force, Sith, Mm Grey, and Jedi, the Jedi is the most bullshit one out of the three of them and i will die on this hill because for all that the jedi like pontificate being like me balance all that shit if you look at the jedi code it is the least balanced of the three yep i was ranting about this and i'm and i'm like and i'm just like sitting here and i'm like are you are you like hello are you are are, are you are you listening to yourself because like as a refresher like just in case Mm -hmm. but basically this is this is the jedi code as it is written um there is no emotion there is peace there is no ignorance there is knowledge there is no passion there is serenity there is no chaos there is harmony there is no death there is the force 
And like, at first you listen to this and you're just like, oh, you know what? Like, you know, okay. Like I, I kind of get it. Like, you know, you don't want to be like too rash. You don't want to like, not, you don't want to like not think about your decisions, but then you look at the like individual lines and you're like, hold up, like hold the fucking phone. Like for me, one of the biggest ones is like, there's no ignorance, there is knowledge. I'm like, are you motherfucking kidding me? Are you seriously expecting that every single person in this Jedi Order, like, is, is just omnipotent? Are you kidding me? Like, you literally have, like, like, thousands of galaxies out there, hundreds and, like, millions of planets, and you are telling me that you cannot be ignorant of a single thing. Like, maybe this is, okay, I, you could, I guess you could make the argument that, like, oh, you're taking this too literally, da 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 But I'm also just, like, but that's what it says. There is no ignorance. Yeah. Is, like, like, you're telling me that, like, I can't be ignorant of, like, you're telling me that all the Jedi are expected to be, like, knowledgeable about every single goddamn thing. Like, all of these Jedi, they're not even from, like, the same planet. I bet you that, like, all they have all these, like, bullshit, like, cultural differences between them that they don't even address. Because, oh, like, obviously, like, that's not gonna, that's not fun. Like, I'm, that's a bit too, that's a bit, that's not, you know, movie worthy. Like, I don't think that they're gonna go into, like, the reason why, like, you know, I don't know, like, Montecalamari, like, cultural, like, social norms are, like, different than, like, Coruscant cultural norms. Because that's not, like, whatever. That's not important. But, like, you're listening, and I'm just, like, that doesn't make any sense. And a lot of the other things where it's just, like, for example, like there's no emotion, there's peace. Okay, if there's no emotion, that means that you're apathetic. How are you supposed to work as like a peacekeeper if you do not care about the people you are keeping the peace for? Emotion and, and peace also, are not are those not are, they're opposite. not opposites, yeah. right? And then it's also like there's no passion, there is serenity. And I'm like, okay, well, but the thing is, is that if you don't have passion, you can't ever actively like work towards something better because you're not gonna give a shit. Right? Remember? And then you look at the other. And then sorry, I'm so the Jedi were like only Siths deal in absolute. Yeah. yeah. Your that boy Obi Wan said that. I oh Dude. I know you he sure. Did. And then I look at him Bro. all the time. Bro. I look at his beautiful yeah, face and I like said, Obi-Wan. "Babe, hmm? excuse me, babe, what the <laughs> fuck do you mean?" And here's and here's the other thing that also like drives me absolutely freaking bananas is if you look at the Sith code. Side note: If you don't know what the Gray Jedi code is, it's really really great. I don't want to get into it because I'm taking off a lot of time. But basically, this is the Sith Jedi code is this. Peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall set me free. Right? So like, frankly, as I look at this, I'm looking at this and I'm like, hmm, I wonder how this particular code would resonate with someone who was I don't know, Oppressed? a slave in the past. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, for like obvious like the obvious line here that like I don't know would appeal to Anakin is the fact that through victory my chains are broken, the force shall set me free. Hmm. I wonder if that type of thinking would, you know, be like part- like particularly effective of on someone of like Anakin's background. Yeah. And then like looking at the other thing where it's like pieces lie there's only passion through passion i gain strength and i'm just like i mean like kind of because like if you don't have like conviction in like the things you're fighting for and the ideals you believe in again you're apathetic and you're not gonna give a shit and you're not gonna care and you're not gonna try so it's kind of just like you're just kind of sitting here and you're just like hey why does this make a little bit more sense than the jedi code and then like actually no i lied i'm gonna go get into the gray jedi code because it's honestly my favorite thing and if you do it the gray jedi code is wrong you're wrong so the great side note like just to make it clear the gray jedi code is the only valid one that's it's the only valid one (laughs) yeah reason being yeah so 
so basically great jedi code it says there is no dark side nor a light side there is only the force i will do what i must to keep the balance there is no good without evil but evil must not be allowed to flourish there is passion yet peace there's serenity yet emotion there's chaos yet order i'm just sitting here and i'm like huh. that's the best one like that's the best this, one this is the best one mm -hmm. no best, i like, i'm <laughs> really glad you brought that up because that does play into my later points perfectly like the fuck are you guys like like whenever i see, see like what's it called because like you know um what's his face what's his face um aslan that's not his name in this series um, oh, Liam Neeson. Jesus, <laughs> allegory lion. <laughs> um, anyways, um, close like, enough. Liam Neeson. Like, like I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon. Like, people, like, criticize, I think that, like, people were criticizing him in this series canonically because he's like, oh, he's like a gray Jedi. Like, he's so heretical. He's like a maverick. But then it's just like, you look at the gray Jedi code and you're like, what the fuck do you people mean? Like, he's the only one who's, like, actually thinking with his brain. Although, to be fair, like, Qui-Gon is kind of an ass if you look at, like, some of the extended lore. But, like, that's a whole other situation aside from, like, the fact that, like, the gray Jedi code is the only good one. Okay, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you brought up the Gray Jedi Code because I'd never heard that, and it actually plays into my later points perfectly. So, where where are we? Let's uh, go oh, off therapy. <laughs> <laughs> if Anakin had been given proper avenues to work through his fear and anger, aside from LOL, suppress that shit. You're a Jedi, bro. <laughs> we wouldn't be in this mess. They're basically That's just like, oh, therapists. Meditation would, oh, doesn't count. Would a light stick help? <laughs> like, I watched, I watched, Revenge of the Sith today with Julia for the first time. Let me tell you, that was a trip. I didn't watch it for so the first funny. time. Julia was watching it for the first time. Let me clarify. And she was like, "This is terrible." Like, <laughs> so many, like, countless times. Um. So something I noticed that I'd never noticed before about the prequel films while I was watching the latter half of Attack of the Clones and the entirety of Revenge of the Sith on TV mm -hmm. was that um, on, on like four or five different occasions throughout like the movie and a half that I watched, they someone said uh, oftentimes to Anakin, use your feelings, search your feelings. That's a big thing in Jedi code. How are you going to tell someone to search your feelings in an organization where they specifically also tell you to repress your emotions? Yeah. They do the that same thing so, to Obi-Wan, too. That is them. so counterintuitive. That is so counterintuitive. No wonder you didn't see the Sith coming. You were too busy repressing your feelings to search your feelings. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so right. Oh, my God. I'm terribly yeah. sorry for... Kaz, who's going to have to audio balance this later. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's oh, fine. Viking no, no, no. right now. Um, but yeah, so I feel very passionately about that point. And then the biggest point, the point that relates back to the Grey Jedi Code, um, Rise of Skywalker, if it had followed in the frameworks that The Last Jedi had set, would not have been about Rey becoming some kind of super Jedi. No, it would have been about Rey realizing that she needs to become something more than a Jedi, growing beyond the dichotomy of light side and dark side into the first generation, the first person of the next generation of force wielders, however that's going to look like. Whether you call that gray Jedi or you call it something else, it needed to be something that realized that true balance comes from accepting that there are two sides to the force, mm -hmm. that there are, that there, are, the force isn't even two-sided. It's a spectrum. Like, yeah. It's mm -hmm. it, 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 
like you said, you can't have good without evil, and and you need to accept that there is that. Yeah, basically what you said in the Great Jedi Code. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. No problem. What's it called? Sorry, bouncing off another one of the points that you just made. How like force is not a coin; it's like a spectrum. One of the things I've seen that was really really cool is like describing the force like the ocean, mm-hmm. where the light side is shallow and then the dark side is deep, because like. Um, if you like comparing to the ocean, like if you're in the light side, it's easy to see, like you're not in danger, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but like the deeper you go in the ocean, the darker it gets. And like the harder it becomes to like go back up because mm-hmm. like pressure and shit, mm-hmm. like, you know, like water pressure, you know, deeper you go, the more pressure there is, the more yeah. tempting it is to fall in deeper. Like, oh, who knows what is in the depths of like the ocean force like mm-hmm. what powers may be there like we don't know like shit works differently down there like <laughs> it might give you the ability to like yeah i don't know like bring people back to life like who knows so like that was like another thing that i thought was really interesting in terms of like yeah like you're right like you shouldn't be thinking of like light and dark as like the like, two-sided thing um you could i think it would be valid to think of it like as like presence absence um Mm -hmm. because that is what also like like if you look at light literally that is what it is dark is the absence of light um Mm -hmm. but like yeah like you can't like the whole it just gives me it's it's like like you were saying it's just like the longer you think about like the way that the like jedi order talked about the force in the prequel series the more you're kind of like y'all are idiots how did the jedi last this long also the fact, side note, also the fact that like the Jedi didn't call out the, so like there's the whole thing where like slavery is like a distinct Sith trait and then like the Jedi are using slaves to fight their war for their Republic. Like none of them clones consented to like being drafted. None of them have any like willpower or agency yep. to like not be a fighter. Like ain't nobody gonna call that out. Speaking of the clones uh i'm gonna tangent uh please just just because while while we're on the topic last big point so while while we're on the topic of clones specifically and like them not having agency um so i really love the clone war series for a lot of different reasons um one of them being that you do see the clones as like being more humanized because they are and they fight for this a lot um and yet you know they you know they 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 still gotta fight the war and whatever the fuck have you uh something that i was always super curious about was um Humpst in the fuck did pal palpatine just be like hey by the way order 66 uh how i've seen it is that there's a there there was a biochip in all of the clones that was Mm -hmm. like sleeper agent voice activated Mm -hmm. um but to my knowledge and from what i looked up palpatine didn't know that there was a clone army until like they showed up at his door like hey by the way so how did how did that happen how did we microchip all of these dudes uh does anyone have like any better explanation so 
I'd like some clarification on that too, because it's been a while since I've watched this particular arc of Clone Wars, but I remember they did an arc where Yoda or somebody did some research into how sifo died and like what happened there. Um, so I was always under the impression that sifo was like a smokescreen, um, mm-hmm. that it wasn't ever actually the real sifo that ordered the clone army. It was like Palpatine pretending or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It was posing as sifo to... Um, or he somehow would manipulate it. If he did use sifo then he had somehow manipulated him into ordering the clone army. But mm-hmm. I remember that they talk about sifo specifically um, in the show, but I don't remember at all what happens in that arc. I also don't know if I've re-gotten there. I also forget. I feel like it is brought up, though, and I can't remember if I read it in a book or if it was in the show, but I know it's brought up. Uh, well, here's the other thing, regardless, is that I feel like it's super shitty mm. storytelling that somehow you do this in your movies and then you have to have a show like Retcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Rega- oh, regardless, so I just, that, mm-hmm. however the fuck it happens, the explanation, I still think it's stupid and biochip, regardless of whether or not it's retconned, is um, lame, mm-hmm. frankly. Because uh, Palpatine, by the time he like, dies um in the og trilogy is about like 88 years old so you're telling me this person who's like phenomenally fucked up just about everything in the galaxy uh just like yeah i'm like i'm not that powerful to just like maybe like use the force to manipulate everyone at the same time uh we planted biochips Oh shit, that's really messed up when you you brought up the whole like, oh, I just influenced all the clones at once. That's actually really scary. Because I feel like it would be way more powerful and way more showing how Palpatine really is the big bad that you tried to make him up to be anyways, if instead of like the biochip explanation, you just said he used the force. He's that fucking powerful. And then that would also make a lot more sense going into the sequel trilogies that are like, and somehow he's back. That would make it more believable <laughs> because then you're like, yeah, that bitch is really fucking powerful. You know, he uh, was able to get millions of clones to just kill off the Jedi and commit genocide Yeah, on Although, all of these different levels. Could you though also, that would potentially also bring up the issue of like why the hell didn't Palpatine just like influence the Jedi to like off themselves? No, because he's a little petty bitch. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I guess you could also be like, you could also make some like very dehumanizing argument about the clones, which would be really depressing, but also be kind of interesting in terms of like world building. And, and they... like exploring this whole issue of like multiple planets and multiple peoples mm-hmm. who don't see the same like who aren't on the same like eye level right i think my issue is just that this guy is supposed to be so fucking powerful it seems like a cop out and also it's it's like <sighs> It's that issue where, like, you're stating something is a thing without showing me the thing so it's not believable, Mm -hmm. especially if you've had, like, a gajillion movies and also, like, spinoff series to show how powerful this bitch is. I'm expecting Mm -hmm. a little bit more than a biochip. 
especially mm-hmm. if we so, haven't put limits on the force and he's supposed to be the biggest force user who will teach Anakin how to stop death and will teach Anakin to do all of these things. Well, it, I mean, it would kind of make sense if he was just like, yeah, force, force guys. I, I get that, but I feel like part of his his power isn't so much um, his ability to wield the force. It's how great of a, I mean, well, shitty of a politician he is, but how great he has that mani- manipulation. manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he, he exists right under, under the Jedi's nose and they don't know a thing. Uh, and I think that plays a lot into it. I definitely get what you're saying, but I don't want to say there, there are limits to what, a singular person can do with the force. Um, right. And but, I, I feel like yeah. if this was just better as a cohesive in general, y- right? A, yeah. a, a cohesive story slash whatever in general, then maybe this would be a lot easier to flesh out and for it to make sense in my like baby mm-hmm. brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that. That's what I was thinking of specifically with the clones. Um, so for context, I looked up um, Cyphodias on Wikipedia. Uh, apparently, they reading this. It seems like they made it more convoluted. Um, by, inc- by, by incorporating him into the Clone Wars series. Um, so I think the original intention, like story-wise, of Sifo-Dyas was to just have like, hmm, it's weird that a dead body, a guy who's been dead for ten years, um, uh, it requested a clone army. That's strange, but convenient. Um, so I think that the 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 conclusion that you're meant to draw from only having watched the films is that it wasn't actually him. It was like another one of Palpatine's, you know, orchestrations. Yeah, or Sidious mm-hmm. and Sifo-Dyas yeah. sound similar where I can mm-hmm. see that he's like exactly. using it as a, just using the name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So what actually happened according to the uh, Clone Wars is that um, Sifo-Dyas had a vision that there was going to be a big conflict Um. And he's advocating, you know, like he's saying to the council, like, look, we got to we got to prep for this. We need to create an army. Um, and the council was like, that's radical. You're crazy. We're kicking you off the council. Um, and so he went to the communions in secret and commissioned an army and pretended that it was authorized by the Jedi Council and the Republic. Um, Don't you have and... paperwork for that? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Where's the space paper say? trail? Yeah. The space um, paper trail. <laughs> so then, uh, then Chancellor Valorum sent him on a secret mission to deal with the Pike Syndicate. Um, he got shot down over a moon. Um, the order to shoot him down and the information that he was coming came from uh, Count Dooku. Uh, the Count Dooku told the Pikes that he was coming um, and paid the Pikes to shoot him down mm. um, so, that he, uh, so that he could take over. He had found out Excuse me. Darth Sidious had learned of Sifo-Dyas's army and wished to take control of the project in the course of his plot to bring down the Jedi and the Republic. Dooku had apprenticed himself to Sidious, uh, paid the Pike Syndicate to destroy uh, Sifo-Dyas's shuttle. Um, so basically, 
Palpatine was like, ooh, that could come in handy. Um, and he killed the loose ends um, and took over. And I mean, that's how I mean, we wound up. I mean, and that's how we wind up with the chips. And so I'm sure, like shortly after that, he's like, "Hey, tell you what, I like this clone thing that you got going on. Why don't we make a little adjustment?" I mean, just like put like an SD card plot. <laughs> I mean, like the SD card plot of Star Wars. Yeah. Wow. What's it called? I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I get that. That, that, yeah, I can. That I can roll with. That's that's fine. I guess. I think it makes it more. I do think it makes it more convoluted, though. Yeah. I, well, the thing about convoluted Star Wars, um, I just, oh well, now now I lost it. But basically, like <laughs> I, you know, Star Wars gets more and more convoluted the more you realize how much Palpatine has done. Uh, but we also never really get to see a whole lot of it in yeah. general, which is kind of dumb, in my opinion. Even in, like, it, you know, maybe it's because I haven't, like, read all of the books, haven't focused on all of the comics or whatever that no, I'm not getting, no, like, that, the whole picture, but I'm mm-hmm. like, that makes I mean, it worse. In, but like in the in the grand scheme of things, like you're you're big bad. You're not showing me more how much he's a big bad. And mm-hmm. that being said, also I'm thinking about Snoke and how they did nothing with him. But oh. he was supposed oh to be God. the big bad after Palpatine. Oh, but Lord. like also oh, they how did because Andy they like so dirty. Get, well, I'm you know, and I feel like I could just like point out how your evils are not well thought out uh, for forever at mm-hmm. this rate. But yeah. uh, I will just have to move on and I will die mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's it called? Actually, so sorry. But like to kind of build on that point, like I think I, w- I was reading this thing where it's talking about how like there are all these like sequel trilogies or whatever that are like coming out about with like a variety of things. But like what they're doing is that like they're not like we're not getting sequel trilogies or like sequel stories that actually deal with like the aftermath of what happened in the original trilogy like we're getting sequel stories that like oh like you think it was bad at first here guess what it gets even worse but then it's like that feels so like not rewarding or not meaningful because then it's like well when you watch like the original thing happen like that was like the worst thing that could have like ever happened on the face of the planet like what do you mean like we're still fighting the same fight and we're still like getting to the same resolution like we're not like the problems of the world haven't changed even though like in the original story the whole point was to address that problem like the Mm -hmm. entire point of the original trilogy was we like palpatine needs to be defeated balance needs to return to the force that's the entire problem but then fucking when palpatine comes back in the freaking sequel trilogy you're just like hey you thought that anything mattered in the original trilogy no yep and it's just like why would you do that to yourself you literally shot yourself in the foot it's so wild that one of the other first things that disney did with the ip was to create rogue one a film you have the shot you have the shot of rogue one a film where the central theme is hope in the face of overwhelming odds in the face of like 
you, everybody is going to die odds. You still have hope. And then you drink it down with the chaser of, actually, the Empire isn't dead. There's still planet blowing up weapons. Like, everything Spencer, you did has been invalidated. Yeah, and I saw this on mm-hmm. in your notes specifically, Spencer. Uh, how the fuck did they get so much time, effort, and energy to get all of these planet-killing weapons as big as they are. Because here's the other thing. Um, Let's say that Palpatine is the only big bad that they ever face in Star Wars, which has basically been established that Palpatine is the only big bad that they ever fucking face in Star Wars. Uh, Dudes lived a human-aged lifetime. Bitch, like, I'm still waiting for, like, infrastructure in the United States to get better, okay? Like... (laughs) Like, how are you telling me that this man in his lifetime has built these things, like, as big as a planet, as big as a moon, bigger than a planet or a moon, or, like, the biggest lava things in space? Like, how much manpower, how much money, how much time has to go into these things? And even, even fucking Vader builds his goddamn castle nine times because it keeps blowing oh up and he's a petty bitch that wants to look out where uh-huh. he and obi-wan fought because he's, uh-huh. he's one of the books addresses this Ooh. it's uh the throne series us. they tell us they tell you all about like this is costing them trillions of dollars they, they like, s- where are they getting this money from they set up these hyperspace slaves and like only the top of, officials like know where like even the Death Star name and like where all of the the materials are coming mm-hmm. from. So you're telling me my taxpayer dollars are going to this? <laughs> no, literally, like the, the books address these. Like read the books. Okay, oh, but, on this, wanna... but on but on the <laughs> counterpoint, like yeah. frankly, like um, and this is like okay. Granted, do I love the extended Star Wars lore? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, do I also think that it's absolute bullshit that you have to like read like all of these extra sure, things yeah. for oh, things yeah. to make sense? Like case in point. Yeah, yeah. Although okay, so here's the thing: there's a difference between like the books that you're talking about, Jed, mm-hmm. and like furthering the lore, establishing things, and yeah, like the yeah. freaking like what whatever it's called, like the Star Wars encyclopedia that reveals that surprise that clone trooper that we met is freaking Lando Calrissian's daughter, like. You can't tell us all of this shit, mm-hmm. like, like, and expect us to care in the movie, and then just like, oh yeah, by the way, the only way you're gonna access this information is like not the movie. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. And like, especially to and especially because... if you set up the scenes that to make us care, like you have that whole. Mm-hmm. You have okay. Side note: They uh, sideways addresses this in his uh, one of his uh, uh, Star Wars videos. Right. Um, I think it's the one where it's like the uh, why the Rise of Skywalker soundtracks is sounds misleading. But yep. basically, there's this whole thing where like you know Lando reunites with his daughter. How are we supposed to know this? <laughs> but oh, they play like that really really important theme to Luke and Leia. Like the Luke and Leia theme plays during that moment, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, why is like the Luke and Leia theme like playing in this moment? I don't know. Is it because like I guess that these two people who don't know that they're related are like talking to one another, I suppose. But like, how are we supposed to get that? Mm-hmm. The way like, you're asking us to care and not giving us yeah. any reason to. And the yeah. other thing too, though, is that other people, like not everyone is a giant fucking loser that wastes yes. their time yep. delving into extended lore on everything <laughs> they ever touch. <laughs> But I mean, but like, I'm, I'm granted, no, I'm know, the same way about literally everything. But the problem is, is that the movies, 
are the most accessible form mm-hmm. yeah. of entertainment mm-hmm. for a lot of people because mm-hmm. basically you see a movie one and done you know the story supposedly mm-hmm. um not everyone has time money or accessibility in order to consume everything in order to get mm-hmm. a cohesive mm-hmm. narrative yo it's and expensive that's just yeah. that's just not fucking fair um especially mm-hmm. if you have like not everyone has time to sit down and watch an entire tv series and yeah. binge mm-hmm. not everyone mm-hmm. has the means to buy or read or whatever like comic books regular books and like yeah audio and stuff exists but like like it's still a time and monetary investment like Mm -hmm. like and here's here's the thing and i will die on this hill um if you're supposed to be writing narrative uh do it right the first time and all of the stuff that you put out to extend your lore is just a fun little dlc that holds no meaning to the story or whatever like if you can and with a movie with games with uh, books comics whatever Mm -hmm. if you get through your original point the first time and that's it and then it's and then it's done and then (laughs) if you're like well maybe we'll just you know give a little like give some fun backstory that doesn't necessarily apply to the original point or whatever like don't do all of these extended shits just to make your first shit work how it should have worked the first time that's Mm -hmm. just bad storytelling yeah I, this is my argument I have about Final Fantasy 15, but no, <laughs> no, I mean Assassin's Creed, same thing. Yeah, yeah so, so ba- and like I understand that a lot of these things can also be like money grabs and whatever, but like that's uh, for the sake of a money grab, like it's still not it's good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's still not good work. Like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. give you my money if it's, you didn't it's, do good work. It's it's lazy at best, and it's it's um it's cynical and disingenuous at worst. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the way that you, you guys mentioned that, you know, it, it takes a lot of time and it takes, it takes real time and it takes real money to try to, you know, consume this uh, supplementary uh, content, like, mm-hmm. like books and games and encyclopedias and stuff like that. And I think the biggest point, the point that I can't believe Disney was so willing to ignore was that um, the answers to questions in, in like in the force awakens for example the questions that i walked away from watching that movie the first time were why is the main force fighting the first order the resistance why isn't it the new republic who the hell are the knights of ren why are we still using x-wings and tie fighters have we really not come up with anything new in terms of starfighter design in 35 years like Mm -hmm. even in the prequels we had slightly different starfighters um there are answers to all of these questions, but they're in encyclopedias and books and stuff like that. Yeah. And the big, the big gripe that I have with that is m- my dad isn't going to read that. Like I should, yeah. my dad shouldn't have to read the star Wars encyclopedia and four novels just to be able to watch a star war. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Be, yeah. 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 That's it. The, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wait. Yeah, you just made it. The entire point is that you're making by doing all this thing. Like, not only is it like you know, like disingenuous at worst and cynical, it's the fact that like you're making your property that's supposed to be like super accessible and making a lot of money inaccessible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point? Money. Um, 
But like, you're not gonna get people to like. People aren't gonna want to buy that that's, shit. That's the thing. Like, I asked my dad if he wanted to go to one of the later ones, and he was like, "I I don't get what's going on anymore." And I was gonna oh, be like, "Well, that's sad. That's I was gonna be like, well, I can explain it to you, Dad." But then I thought about the Force Awakens, and I was like, "Can I? I don't <laughs> know anymore." <laughs> oh no! Oh, see, and that's like. And that's then, sad. Yeah, that that is not, sad that's to my father sad. who went and saw the original movies. That's really oh, sad. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yike. There, there was, there was a point that I was going to make to that. I'm sorry. Where no, where like yes, that's it's super sad, and at at the same time, like, doesn't that cost you more money yes. in the first place because you've just deterred yeah a part of your audience yeah you're yeah, alienating your audience you're yeah. a- yes that's yes that's exactly it jay and like that's exactly how i felt about like watching the last one on top of all of the other reasons why i wouldn't want to watch the last one um in the sequel trilogy um yeah i felt like i didn't know what was gonna go on and i was right and i didn't know what was going on and i didn't even finish it because it's not worth my time mm-hmm. and, and and i think that's the other thing too though is that you know you go down these rabbit holes as uh we all have in various ways and capacities and you know have spent loads of man hours like mm-hmm. just consuming star yeah. wars media <laughs> um to still not get it all <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. like i like i've been in the game since i've been a small child and yet i still can't fucking tell you shit about yeah. anything mm-hmm. which is lame like i should have like three doctorates in star wars by now <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Uh, Jay. Yes. Some points that you want to bring up. Um, I think that honestly, a lot of it like got covered in my various interjections and like tangenting. Um, if I may, if I may highlight a point that you wrote down. Yeah. Um, editors as auteurs. I've oh yeah. That right. Mm. Okay. So basically, um, there's this concept in like cinema studies, like the term auteur. And it basically is a thing where like um, it acknowledges that like it's a it was it's a term that was developed in order to like talk about how like filmmakers, directors specifically are like artists and like was used to like, you know, like bring filmmaking from like when it originally started. It was like, oh, this isn't this isn't art. This is like just like frivolous shit uh, to like an actual like higher level of like um, renowned value, whatever the hell you have. Um, however, uh, for me personally, I kind of think that like elements of auteurs theory is bullshit because like you look at like the freaking credit list of any movie and it's like literally like three minutes long Mac, like mm-hmm. at minimum. Right. And like, as like to the point that like you guys, like other people were making earlier, it's like, yeah, like the edit, frankly, like that, like the director can do like whatever the fuck they want. They can film whatever the hell they want. But at the end of the day, it's the editor who has to make, sense of this hot mess so like oh yeah you got you got it you got to give like the editor and how they edit things together like a lot more credit because like for example like you can very easily tell 
the difference between who edit like like even like the ed- okay granted this could be like a, this could also be like a whole like a time thing because so much time has passed between like each of the trilogies mm-hmm. but it's like you can tell that they were all edited by different people with different styles right mm-hmm. and right. like choosing when to cut where to cut how to cut all that shit like it matters in the storytelling right and like yes the director obviously works really closely with editor but like at the end of the day like it's the editor's job to make like those calls so yes. like you could very well like argue like the only reason why star wars was good was of all because of all the shit that happened in post mm-hmm. yep. but like that's like uh, that's not good filmmaking because like or like you can argue it's not good filmmaking because like if all if all the good things only happened in post like the fuck were you doing while you were filming it's not mm-hmm. it's not good directing yeah. Yeah, right? So it's kind of just it, like... Huh? Yeah, it may still be good filmmaking, but it's not good directing. Yeah, it's like, not, yeah. It's you, not, can't, you can't give the credit to the director. Yeah, it's not judicious. It all the yeah. credit. Yes. It's so not like, judicious directing. It's not um, like... So... <laughs> this reminds me of... There's a Patton Oswalt bit specifically about this. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know whether any of you guys are familiar with it. Um, I'm not going to quote it directly because, um, it's pretty crass. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think I would feel a bit uncomfortable doing so in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically the way he looked, the way he like mentioned it was, he was like any, any mil, any film, any like major film over the past few years, like star Wars, Pulp Fiction, um, uh, like all of those were edited by women and they were all directed by men. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the director is just like film, film, film everywhere, like film this, mm-hmm. film that, film all over the place. And then the editor has to go in and, uh, and, and like clean it up after the fact, basically, has to like mm-hmm. clean up the director's mess. Um, mm-hmm. And suffice it to say, he uses a, um, <clears throat> uh, sexual allegory to um, yeah. illustrate this point, which is why it's mm-hmm. a stand-up comedy. But, but uh, yeah, the the point is that um, the director can sort of like shoot with reckless abandon in modern mm-hmm. filmmaking, and just rely on a good editing team to clean it up and make it look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's it called? There's also like the counter to that too, where it's like. Um... The, the that this is this whole conversation and even like stuff they're bringing up is also like reminding me of like when like a movie was shit and the director got like the blame for it but then you take two seconds and we're like wait a minute who else was like yeah in charge of this mm-hmm. yep. and like the uh, example that comes to mind is the last airbender which like i think we can collectively agree was terrible to say yeah. the least I however through five minutes of that I'm, I mean, like, it's hilarious to watch with other people, and I love yeah. watching it with other people, and I love mm-hmm. watching people watch it for the first time. But anyways, my whole point to this thing is, is that everybody shits on M. Night Shyamalan yeah. for everything that happened. Yeah. However, I will say, or like, as, as I've seen pointed out, and I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. you're right. Who casted that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole situation... That is part, bit, like like does uh, again does the director also have like say in this 
I, to yeah. my knowledge, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like when you have a casting director whose entire job is to cast people, yeah. you presumably, you know, trust in their like casting yeah. decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that like, you know, there should be some scrutiny. Yeah, when you have a, the point is when you have a white Katara and a white Sokka um, and a white Aang, you should be you should and definitely all be all of your bad guys are people of color. No, yes, and also all of the people in the, be... dude, and also and all of the other people in Everyone the else fucking in the village. Tribe, every grand grand. Dude, no, 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 dude. Like all of the extras in the yes. water tribe mm-hmm. were not white. Yeah, we have like three inexplicable white people. Yeah, and like, hmm, yeah. Hmm? I know that this isn't related to Star Wars, but like the point stands of yeah. like frankly and i'm of the opinion that you can't like like you like yes is it easier to just credit the director when analyzing film yes Mm -hmm. because theirs is the like the top name on the list of like people that get credit i get it and like Mm -hmm. it like from an analysis standpoint it makes sense however you also can't not acknowledge that there are so many other people you can't forget that at all yeah (laughs) you can't forget that there are all these people hello like our lord and savior john williams like you're not going to give that man credit for all of the amazing things that he's done for the narrative of this story. Like, yeah. just watch Star Wars with your eyes closed. Only this yeah. one. <laughs> and you'll probably get it way more than no, if you don't even watch Star Wars. Honestly, maybe don't track. even listen to the, to the dialogue. No, <laughs> just, don't. just listen to the soundtrack. Just listen to the soundtrack. Um, oh, that reminds me of a point that I forgot to bring up from last time. Um, so we were talking about Actually, now I need you guys to remember me for, for remind me if I brought this up last time. John Williams stealing from himself. We talked uh, about music vaguely, but not that. Yeah, yeah we very okay. curious. Let's go on. Um, so, John Williams is a great composer. Is done like like we mentioned in the last episode about this. Um, mm-hmm. The man's track list goes on for a country mile. Yeah, um, right. mm-hmm. Banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, something I found out when uh, listening to a podcast about him and his work, uh, he does steal from himself in places. Um, and like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an observation that I thought was interesting. So the most obvious example of this and one that you can see in Star Wars is um, the love theme used for Padme and Anakin. I sure um, really like that theme. <laughs> that's a great theme. Uh, a great theme. Among the Stars, I think it's called. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. Can I can I get can I guess? Is it is it the whole thing where like it's the Imperial March? No. Okay. No, no. Um, close. It's it steals from another John Williams work, but it's not a Star Wars piece. Oh, okay. So, um, if you listen to the like the the central melody in Among the Stars, and you listen to the central melody in the theme from Hook, they are very similar. Stop it. Yes. Um, <laughs> The, so among the stars, I think I'm probably going to butcher this, but I'm going to try to do a little oh, do do for you guys. Um, yeah, yes. So among the stars, sort of goes. And then hook uh, is. It's a little bit. It's an interpolation for sure. Interesting. It's, it's oh, close so enough to make you uh, to make you think. Yeah. Um, and there are mm-hmm. other places where you can kind of hear that in John Williams's work. Um, like I think the theme from ET sounds similar to something else too. 
um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know ET as well, mm -hmm. um, so I mm -hmm. can't say that as decisively. But that's the that's the biggest example of it. I just thought it was interesting. It's marginally related to Star Wars, but um, yeah, that's the little trivia factoid. That's for you yeah. That's fuck. Yeah. That shit's cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that I would be able to go uh, decades. Forty you know, damn years, bigger, man. Yeah, with, without right? you know without doing that. The pulling for myself. Forty years is only yeah. uh, Star Wars, Christ. Yeah, yeah um, especially too since um, you know they've given him some polished turds to work with. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do the mental energy oh, to no. have to. Yeah continuously create new new things Oof. Yeah. yeah all the time um but i mean yeah fucking work your shit that's mm -hmm. that's excellent mm -hmm. yeah some of my favorite part like i've I said before some of my favorite parts of the sequel trilogy are the new stuff that john williams came up for that mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. Ray, ray's theme as oh, i mentioned last ray's episode theme. scherzo scherzo for x-wings rules um uh flight of the resistance i think it's called is another good one um this one i don't think is john williams but i thought was funny the song that lin-manuel miranda did for um <laughs> uh uh force awakens mm -hmm. when they're in like uh what's her face's um like club there oh uh, uh Maz? Ma Maz's, Maz's bar there's like a song about java playing in the background oh in like an alien language and that's lin-manuel miranda singing it oh for real oh, oh that's, that's hilarious amazing. Yeah. i didn't know that yeah. oh that's amazing yep. good for him it was lin-manuel miranda and uh i think there was somebody else involved with it no wait i'm mixing that Weird up Al yeah really <laughs> um i don't know i don't know i uh, another as long as I'm listing off random trivia factoids, um, Ben Schwartz, uh, best known as uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation, did oh, yeah. voice work for BB-8. Oh, for real? Yeah. Isn't that Sonic? Yes, yes. he's yes. also the voice Sonic. of Sonic. Also Sonic. Correct. He's also Sonic. I was like, Isn't yeah. this? Yep. I'm glad that that's where you got the the recognition there. Like, oh, it's Sonic. <laughs> like, Sonic yeah. He's also the dude from Ducktales. He's one of he's yes, the he's on Ducktales. Yeah. He's also Leonardo. He's like all the blue characters. Oh yeah, from he's everybody's yeah. Oh. Mm hmm. He's done a lot more than I know him for. Mm -hmm. I think it's because I'm just so used to like seeing his face and being like, ah, yes, that, not the voice stuff. <laughs> Thank you all for letting me wax about, um, you know, leitmotifs and music in Star Wars, by the way, because um, no problem. Uh, I also want to come back to that point when we talk about the Avengers, um, because that's like the polar opposite of that. Um, be, or not the Avengers, but like Marvel in general. Mm -hmm. We're going to in general feels like the polar opposite of that. For our viewers, listeners at home, we're also with this crew plus Amy, we're going to fucking go off on marvel at some point <laughs> uh so get ready for that um you thought we had some hot takes about star wars dude i'm ready okay you think we we're rambling uh, tangenting mess now dude it, it's really bad especially um i uh, amy and i last night we were catching up with wandavision we watched age of ultron afterwards there are many things that i need to say is wandavision good Yes, okay. it's good. I mm -hmm. I would recommend that. Oh, yeah. speaking of what is good, 
Um, one of the points that I wanted to ask everyone was we talked extended lore, extended shit sometimes can be a waste of time Mm -hmm. Um, and not necessarily accessible to a lot of people, but in y'all's opinions, uh, what has been like great for you? So I have a little bit of a list. I kind of started from discussing in like the chat um, as far as like games go, I know Jen and Spencer are really big game people, mm-hmm. or more so than at least myself. Um, any comics, any other like book things? Right now, for game recommendations, I'm seeing The Force Unleashed, not yes. to be, <laughs> in parentheses, not to be confused with Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely not to be confused. <laughs> Very different things. (laughs) Two very different things. Um, We've got Battlefront, Squadrons, and Jedi Fallen Order is has basically yeah. been what i've been hearing I think so, the lego games are yeah. really good too yes oh ooh, yeah okay, okay. Yeah, the fucking lego games are this. LEGO games like are hardcore love, fucking love them rudy tooty point and shooty um in terms of your gaming preferences um the lego games are super bomb they're very fun to play mm-hmm. with a friend they're all every single level of every lego game uh is two player um so that 100 percent i would recommend um and they're yeah they're just fun little romps through through the series um yeah there's a new one coming out oh Ooh. that's right it's, it does like all nine right yeah yeah oh shit. Also, isn't there that yeah, one really iconic on scene where it's like in the lego series where it's just like oh you have a sister and it's like oh Leia, it has to be Leia. I was like, oh, how'd you know? I was like, well, she's like the only other girl that I Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Yoda's just like, huh, we gotta fix that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. But yeah, um, I know not like I used to play Battlefront a little bit, but yeah, OG, let me OG Battlefront is let a me lot put of it fun. out there that I'm super I I love games. I will never claim to be good at games. Uh, uh, so Battlefront yeah. was short-lived, um, but much loved. Yeah, uh, I have no clue about uh, the Force Unleashed or Squadrons or Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Um, so Squadrons is a little different. It's like a flight game. So you're always in like uh, an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter or whatever. And you're just, I don't know, fighting other, other pilots in space. Yeah. Um, so there's no like ground combat you don't wield a lightsaber or anything it's mm-hmm. like 100 space battles yes um i also will say that if you've never played any kind of flight simulator or anything like that before um it's a little disorienting mm. um it's for the most part i i think there might be a way to f- do it third person but for the most part it's from like a first person perspective oh, no. um so you're like in the cockpit yeah. you're seeing all the rolls and stuff like that um yep. so if you get like any kind of motion sickness oh, this yes. is not the game for you could not re- could not like recommend against it enough um uh, yeah i would love so, to throw up that's exactly what i want for my video and games. it's and it's and it's vr capable if you play yeah. it on a pc oh, no. so, yeah. Really good oh. yeah i would friend, die yeah my friend said that was a oh, wild experience like... What's it um, called? Yo, okay, that sounds really, really fun and really, really cool. But also, like knowing me, I would get 
I could not do that. Yeah, I would absolutely hurl. Would Going just... back to not ha- not having everything be accessible. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm. I think I'm definitely curious in Jedi Fallen Order and the not Sonic mm-hmm. game. The not- oh, th- <laughs> those are both excellent in my opinion. I know yes. the Force Unleashed isn't canon anymore technically. You know, mm-hmm. canon or yeah. whatever. But um, there's yeah, there's two so of those. Fun. Yeah, Force Unleashed has the best like. It's just so much fun with the force combat. Like that's mm-hmm. got bar none. I think the best force system out of any Star Wars game in recent memory. Yeah. Um, in terms of like how it lets you like allocate your powers and like level them up and stuff like that. Um, additionally, you've got a phenomenal uh, voice and motion capture performance by. Um, oh, I'm gonna forget his name now. He's the guy who does Maul in like Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer, yes. So he's like the current voice of, he's also the current voice of Darth Maul in like Rebels and Clone Wars and stuff like that. Um, but before that, he was um, he was Starkiller. That's the name of the main character in those mm-hmm. series. Oh um, shit, yeah. It's Darth Vader's apprentice, basically. You play as Darth Vader's apprentice in between episodes three and four, oh, and you're sexy. hunting and you're hunting down <laughs> Jedi. Um, and yeah, go ahead. Can I, can, can I make a point real yeah. quick about an earlier note that, about yeah. me getting mad? Um, and most of my points are about me getting mad. But, um, <laughs> you gotta be more specific, bud. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, so you know how we were like, well, what what about hard system magic, whatever, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that these video games have g- great systems for like the force and using it or whatever so like if you're supposed so that that's the other thing that if you're doing all of your shit in order to make it into a workable video game that's going to be fun for the fam and And whatever and balanced uh and why is the what's why is the point of owning the i what's the point of owning yeah dude sorry to like talk over you yeah, mm-hmm. no, basically, why is it difficult if we already made a video game that basically gives you some shit, you know? Yeah. So, I, so I'm, I'm saying here that, like, hey, this video game has limits because, you know, you, you need some decent limits in a video game unless or it doesn't get fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, are you picking up what I'm putting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard for also, me. Like, what's the to, like, point owning the IP if you're not going to reference it? What's the question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, what's the point of owning the IP? Like all of the IP, and like you're not referencing the IP mm-hmm. to like make your life easier. Oh, in terms of like creating new movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. or like if you're like if yeah, you're don't, like hmm, don't reinvent like, the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're like hmm, like I don't know what would be really interesting. Like, I don't know, maybe there's something that exists within the same IP that, you know, you could potentially use as, like, a starting off point because, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. it's already been, like, like freaking, like, player tested or, like, audience tested, like, to shit because it came out multiple years ago and it yeah. was really well funded and, like, a lot of people know about it. And, like, since it's not, like, in the major sphere of popular culture, it's not like it's going to be redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that was what my thoughts were on like the Kenobi series. Is that wouldn't it be great if you know they already have the book, they already have whatever. Like I know that they're not going to go exactly the same routes or whatever, but like 
you 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 have all of this extended lore that people have yeah. worked on in through encyclopedias and games and comics and whatever so like why would you just not use it mm-hmm. like, like you own it like you don't yep. even have to get the rights to it yeah yeah but that 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 was me being angry <laughs> because yep. we have a force system with yep. hard limits in the game and yet we cannot just to the big shits. Port it over to this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah, anyways, Jedi Fallen Order. How's that? Oh, loved it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very difficult game. It, yes. oh, no. it tries to play like it's a, a Souls-like game, like Dark Souls. Oh. Um, but oh, uh, there's there some difficulty levels, so you can like bump it down to easy. It's mm-hmm. still a but challenge. But they have a baby level? They have a Padawan <laughs> level. They, it's Padawan. Oh, uh, that's uh, me. So, but yeah, though. basically, basically, the Padawan it. level is super forgiving. Um, Bless. Yeah, I love it. And I'm sure Jen can speak more to the the difficulty of like the higher levels, but. I mean, my highest was just like Jedi Knight. It was normal. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, I mean, the I think the Jedi Master difficulties like don't even try it. I am like an easy to normal bitch in games. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not here to hate myself. I do that regularly <laughs> on my own. I'm I'm here for a good time. And there are the story. other games to play if you want to suffer. Yes, yeah, exactly. Look at you, Last of Us. Oh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, yeah, to both of those. Um, do so. Jen is currently reading the High Republic book. Yep, new High Republic book or whatever. Says it's great. Totally recommend it. Any right. other like recommendations from any of you guys as far as like books or comics go? What's it called? This was years ago, but I was goddamn obsessed with a freaking. Um, I think it's like it's like a Jedi quest, like the book series where like it takes place in between um phantom menace and the clone wars and it's about like anakin as a padawan and like it's actually like from what i vividly remember like it was so cool and like it does the thing where like like it explores like from what i remember like there were some like really like interesting things that they explored and like it kind of brought to light the whole thing where it's like hey we have like kids in the field like, you know, Jedi mm-hmm. Jedi Masters are out, you know, doing their thing. Um, but then, you know, they have kiddos along. And it's also kind of just like, wait a minute. Is that smart and safe? The answer Morally is acceptable. No. Is that- <laughs> yeah, like the answer is no. It's I not think- safe or smart or morally acceptable. Because like... Again, I haven't read this in a really long time, and this might be nostalgia talking, saying that it's really good. But like, I'm pretty sure like a couple of them like end up dead. Yeah, I, I mean that that happens a lot. Um, that happens a lot given the timeline of Star Wars, and also I'm specifically thinking about um, Episode Three, where uh, Organa <laughs> is like making the run for it, and a Padawan is like trying to protect him because you know he has. Yeah been programmed mm-hmm. with a sense of duty and uh dies yeah gets uh, iced right in front of him yeah, yeah. just Aww. out of the game 
Uh, <laughs> yikes. Like, yep. let's train some child soldiers. Um, but there's, but they're supposed to be peacekeepers. But we're, I, I will just talk myself in a circle at that rate. Um, I'm looking at this now, and this looks like cute as fuck, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Junior Jedi Knights Anakin's Quest mm-hmm. is uh, what this series is released oh. in. 1997 what's it called oh there's also like that bb8 picture book that's cute as fuck there's a bb8 picture book there's a bb8 picture book and it's like it happens like in between him leaving poe and then him beating ray and it's cute af oh it's a picture book (laughs) i'm I'm crying at the thought of it it sounds adorable as hell Mm -hmm. um that's good stuff. I'm also, I've been super into the um, Obi-Wan and Anakin stuff mm-hmm. as well. I think, so what I really want, one of the points that I wanted to bring up was that I want more Padawan Academy, Padme Academy type stuff. Like, show me how you're training these children. Like, I know that you're training mm-hmm. these children, but like the like kind of like school life-esque shit of it seems really interesting especially because everyone gets the same basically the same training but then you go off in all these different ways because of you know your various masters or what have you Mm -hmm. but we got a first little peek of shit from at least for me from the uh obi-wan anakin comics where anakin was being bullied by other padawans Mm -hmm. again uh bitch can't okay bitch was never set up to win okay he was always set up to be have a fucking hard time because you know he's bullied on Tatooine he's a slave he's oppressed and then he finally gets freed and is gonna go and do great things and then is bullied and also oppressed in very different ways granted but um in the new Padawan Academy. So I want to know more. I want to know why all of these assholes are petty and uh, more about uh, how the kiddos become not kiddos and are trained and knighted and what exactly is the Jedi trial or the master trials and how you have to do this. And, you know, we see a little bit in Clone Wars where they have the whole gathering and they show like, this is how you get your kyber crystals for your lightsabers. And this is how mm-hmm. you make your lightsaber. And like, that shit's cool. Mm-hmm. Show me more of that. Show me. And then we have uh, droid David, uh, what's his face? David Tennant. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Droid David Tennant. Huh? Oh. oh, the guy who helps them build their lightsabers is voiced by oh, David Tennant. Oh, is David Tennant? Oh my God, yeah. amazing. Love Jen, that. you got any book recs that we haven't mentioned yet? I mean, other than the High Republic, I really enjoyed the Thrawn series. Um, yeah, I think he's a I've great villain. Um, it it explains a lot it. about the the Imperial military that you mm-hmm. don't get in the movies. Yes. Um, I think it's excellent. Um, uh, what else did I read? Uh, so, you know, I, sorry, I tried Alphabet Squadron. I'm in on it. I've, Ahsoka, E.K. Johnson. Ooh, Ahsoka was. Oh, so that was excellent. Yeah. Questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a lot of the stormtroopers were clones mm-hmm. or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's the timeline. How did we 
go from using just clones and droids to like stealing children question mark and enlisting people so was that ever explained stealing stealing children that's the first orders um okay brand the mm -hmm. i don't think the empire ever did that the empire just phased out clones and switched to enlisted officers and yeah just like drafting yeah yeah. yeah yeah and people thought that was a good idea yeah, they did it willingly. It was it, that's another thing they talk about in Thrawn mm -hmm. is that it's like a method of upward no mobility and stuff like that mm -hmm. to become like an enlisted officer or yeah, it, it um, or non commissioned officer or something like that. Not not that it paints the empire in like a positive light, but it definitely shows you how people were ha very happily living under the empire. Some people were, um, and it wasn't like this this terror that a lot of people made it out to be, which it was to a lot of other people. Um, yeah, but the books make it make it different. Like, like it could be, uh, you know, our own government, right? Like, for the past four Yay. years, there are people that willingly are like, yeah, let's go for that. There's always Fuck people. That, but... There's always people who benefit from the system in power, and right. I, yeah. in this case, it, a lot of times, especially in the case of the imperial military it's humans and humanoid species mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. pretty much if you're a human you've got a great shot at upward mobility if you enlist and join the imperial military yep. or like the imperial security bureau or one of the other um factions yeah um yeah or or like the navy you, you know you sign up and work on a ship or something like that um it's a good way for your family to move up like the 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 main character the 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 main character who isn't Thrawn in the Thrawn series um his parents own like a shipping company in the Outer Rim mm -hmm. and he sees this he sees becoming an officer as a good way for them to move up and for him provide to provide for his family yeah um, yeah I'm, okay um, that's fair yeah and um at least that there's a good story out there that explains that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so we're, we're cutting it close to where I would normally call time. Mm -hmm. Uh, all I can say from this is that I still have a lot more to say. <laughs> I still, I still have a lot more to say. So we're definitely going to have to do another episode. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little more concise, maybe mm -hmm. whatever, you know, give some time mm -hmm. for everyone to either delve yeah. into new stuff and, you mm -hmm. know, get this Amy. Was the, uh... This was the, the thoughts straight thing. back, and we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna come back with Return of the Thoughts. Oh my god! <laughs> I love. Stop well, I'm gonna that. write that down because that's, that's what perfect. Amazing. Episode. So, is that the episode title now? Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. It better be. Yep. The thoughts straight back. Oh my god, that's really the fucking funny dude um yeah because yes. i have a lot to say about obi-wan kenobi that i did not get to and i know that amy has some things to say about other things yeah um mm -hmm. which we will have to get into because i'm very i'm very curious her yeah. mind works in very strange ways that it's interesting to see her go through or like watch things for the first time it, it's basically that like watching mm -hmm. someone mm -hmm experience this shit for the first time <laughs> with like a full like a basically fully developed frontal cortex is <laughs> 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 like oh. what i'm getting at because um child me was a lot more forgiving than me with a more developed frontal lobe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm going to need everyone to get on the same page with Kit Fisto. Because that's really important. Are you gonna, are you gonna, say, gonna say? Are you gonna say what you what you wrote down? Are you gonna say? Well, what you wrote? okay. First, honestly, <laughs> are you gonna say what like, you wrote? Say it. Say it verbatim. Which well, oh, which one? Bullier? Why knock, don't you, Jay? That no, he can yeah. knock me out. <laughs> nope. No, you know what she's talking about, Cass. Oh, <laughs> that he can get it. Is that it? No. Nope. Wait. Which, which one? <laughs> That he's oh my wait that he's sunned several thousand intergalactic I'm gonna type children. It, I'm gonna type it in the chat. <laughs> wait, hold on. I, wait, I don't know yours. what. No, I don't know what one it is. Oh what do you mean? There's literally only one thing I could be talking about. It's literally like. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Now oh you my remember. god. Yeah. So I'm hilarious at 3 a.m. when I've been like super sleep deprived or whatever. But I was totally like. <laughs> Wouldn't it really suck if I, I said this? the last word was the word. I think that the last word was different because it was like. I mean, what Spencer put in the chat is much better than what I. Yeah, basically, I was like, well, Kit Fisto could totally fist this. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be so funny? Um, okay, but like, literally, I want everyone to. And I'm not talking like in the clone wars or when they redid his like prosthetics in the fucking third episode i'm talking specifically like the clone wars series kit mm-hmm. fisto like shape of water who like the bitch can oh get it God. like look at him um i'm specifically <laughs> talking about uh season four episode hold on episode two ish when they're underwater with the calamari people mm-hmm. oh my god the you first you really call them fucking calamaris okay anyways um yeah I'll, I'll, th- which brings up a whole lot of other questions that i have and i think that we will have to go through the clone wars in general because I, there's so many questions mm-hmm. that i have as a person with a maybe a brain um Apparently, underwater, like, blasters and lightsabers work the same. That seems bullfuck to me. Like, physics doesn't work like that, does it? But if it's, like, different water, it's not H2O. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's different water. Also, apparently, Gungans are waterproof. That's why they can, like, swim so fast. And whatever. That's not how hydrodynamics work, is it? I don't know, but apparently that's why Jar Jar can swim so fast. And he spits on, like, Padme's face (laughs) shit. The Good face thing that so that her makeup doesn't <laughs> wash off that it wouldn't wash like it sealed oh her face shield because he's waterproof and that sticks to his thing that sticks to the thing apparently dude I have mm. dude I have no fucking clue this is why I'm asking questions I shouldn't be asking questions I really should just learn to like accept things at face value and not look into it too hard. Just that's just not who I am as a person. That's fair. That's That's just not who I am as a person. That's not why we're here. That's not why we're here. That's not. mm, Yeah, that's not why I'm here. But yeah, Kit Kit Fisto can uh, fist this, and (laughs) literally anyone because you know he can get it. Look at him. Look at him. Thank you. Um, Yeah, but this we've been the thoughts, and thank you, and good night.